Amen. Shall we stand? Faithful one, so unchanging. Yes, Lord, you're my rock of peace, Lord of all, I depend on you, I call, I call out to today and you are wondering whether God will hear your prayers he's a faithful God if you can trust in his faithfulness whatever the challenge whatever you are believing God for God is faithful he's the unchanging changer the one who reverses the irreversible if you can believe that he's the faithful one who watches over his word to perform, then he will work for you according to your faith. When you call upon the name of the Lord, he will hear you and he will answer you. Hallelujah. If you are here today, this is a word of the Lord for somebody. And you are blaming others for a situation you are in. The word is blame others. Be or you are blaming somebody or others. Listen to me carefully. The Lord is saying this. Don't blame others. Don't be like Adam who told God, God, all my problems is because of the woman you gave me. Save the Lord. Stop blaming others and take full responsibility and your situation will change. This is for somebody here today. If you will stop blaming others and take full responsibility and don't become like Adam who said, God, my problem because of the woman you gave me, your situation will change. Lift your hands if you are that person. Just give thanks to him as you repent. Hallelujah. You are my rock.
don't know who you are trusting. If you can trust in the living God, if your hope is in the living God, He will lift you up. You will not away where there is no way. If your hope is in the living God, if you can trust Him, if you can believe Him, He will change the impossible. He will change your situation. Hallelujah. Just blessing. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Hallelujah. At times we should give six away to church. I want to just worship and just worship before I bring the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more. One more. Hallelujah. My time is not there. Put the time so I can see how much longer I've got. Majesty. Your grace has found me just as I am. Shall we sing that song? Majesty. Hallelujah. Majesty. Yes, my Lord. Your majesty. Majesty. Your grace has found me just as I am. Empty hands of God. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your angels in this room. Thank you for transformation, for deliverance, 
for renewal, for forgiveness. We thank you, Father, for all your grace you've shown us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may please take your seats. Thank you. I need to know how many minutes I have. Okay. Go with me to Proverbs. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 28. How many of you want to be strong in the Lord? You want to be strong in the Lord. You want when the devil throws a punch, you can throw two back. Hallelujah. Huh? And I'm going to just help you one way to be strong in the Lord. There are many things, but we can't touch on all of them, but at least one of them. Can I also say this before we read Proverbs 28, verse 9? God's word is not for entertainment. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the word of God is not for entertainment. It is for transformation. So be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Whatever you are going to hear today, it will only benefit you if you act on it. If you don't do it, it won't help you. You have taken time to be here today. Let the word of God work for you. Listen to me carefully. As I preach God's word, and you receive it, the Holy Spirit will cause that word to work in you. Amen. That is my ministration. Don't wait till you are called here. As you hear the word of the Lord, there is power in the word to change your life. The Spirit of God uses his word to change us. As you have believed, so shall it be unto you. Proverbs 28 verse 9. I want to say a few things about prayer. It says this. I want to read three different versions. You can read that one. I read first of all the New Living Translation. God detests the prayers of a person who ignores the law. God detests the prayers of the person who ignores the law. I want to tell you it is not every prayer that is answered. The scripture says God hates the prayer of the person who rejects his word. I'm not getting good, amen. <laughs> I read from the Christian Standard Bible. Anyone who turns his ear away from hearing the law, even his prayer is detestable to the Lord. You and I want to be strong in the Lord. But there's a certain kind of prayer that God doesn't like, especially when we turn our ear from hearing what the word of God says. We are getting there. The Good News Translation says this. If you do not obey the law, God will find your prayers too hateful to hear. Oh. Did John Dumpray write the Bible? I said, did I write the Bible? Did you see me writing the Bible? God says, the prayers of a person who does not hear his word, he hates it. 
I want to talk to you that there are protocols that guide and control prayers. And God is saying to us, it's not every prayer that he hears, especially number one, the person who turns his ear against his word. But before I go into that, let me just say a few things that we have about prayer. Matthew chapter 5. I'll quickly go through that and then I'll come to my main point. There are some misconceptions about prayer. Matthew 5, if you can read 5 to 7. Jesus was talking about the Pharisees and he said this. The Pharisees, they love to pray. How many of you love to pray? Then Jesus makes some comments that despite that they love to pray, he wasn't listening to their prayers because they were breaking certain what? Protocols. Are you here? Because I'm trying to help you while maybe your prayers are not being answered. I'm trying to help you so you can be strong in the Lord and have an effective what? Prayer life. Jesus said the Pharisees, they love to pray. But listen to this. Jesus said that it is not if the length of time that guarantees answered prayer. Can I say that again? It is not whether you pray for six hours, two hours, that makes God answer your prayers. Oh. I know people who pray for long hours. It, it is not, I'm just trying to help you about some myths and misconceptions. It is not how long you pray necessarily that means God hear your prayers. That is misconception number one. Number two, it is not how loud you pray that means God hear your prayers. Are you here? Neither does it matter whether you pray quietly. That is not what makes God answer your prayers. Because someone will say, why are you praying so loud? And that is why he's also praying what? so what, gently. It doesn't matter. That is not any guarantee that God will hear your prayer because you scream loud. Or you pray what? Quietly. Hello, are you here? And it is not in your many words. Jesus said it is not in your repetition that makes God answer what? Your prayers. Am I helping somebody here today? I'm just debunking certain myths and certain misconceptions about prayer. And it's not even your fasting that makes God hear your prayers. Because if you go to Isaiah 58, God says, the people said, we have been fasting and suffering and God is not hearing us. And God said, I will not hear you because you are fasting, but do justly, do right, help the poor, help the needy, and your prayers will speedily arise to the Lord. There are conditions, protocols that control our prayer life. And I want to come to the main one. Say the main one. <laughs> There's one main protocol that controls our prayers. <laughs> you want to know? It is your relationships. Not relationship, your relationships. That is my main point. God wants me to communicate to you today. And I'll give you about five kinds of relationships that govern your prayers. Five of them. That governs how effective my prayer and your prayer will be. If you look at most of the time Jesus spoke about prayer, he will tell them, your heavenly what? 
Father. What does that imply? It doesn't say your heavenly God or your Lord. Your heavenly what? Father. Which means the number one relationship that guides your prayer is your relationship with our heavenly Father. How you relate to Father God will determine how effective your prayer will be. So if I ignore, like the scripture we read in what, Proverbs 29, we will ignore God's word, his will, what he says, and we go to him. And we want to pray. Those prayers are detestable to who? God. Let me just try and illustrate it for you. These are your children. Okay. All the three of them. These two. That's why they are wearing the same shirts. Uh, wonderful. As these children grow, the one that listens to you most, the one that respects you most, the one when you say jump, they jump. When you say this, they do. That child, whenever they make a request, and the other one is very stubborn, very rebellious, which one will you answer them first? Tell me. The one that listens to you. Do you know our Father God is the same? <laughs> For those who do not heed the Lord, their prayers are detestable to God. But those who heed the law and walk right to God, their prayers are a sweet smelling savor to God. That's why some people pray and things happen quickly. Some people pray long, nothing happens. We are all children of Father God. But God does not respond to all of us the same. It is dependent upon my relationship with Father God. Eh? I have three daughters. The one that responds to me first. And they say, oh, Daddy, no. Daddy, yes. Daddy, yes. When that child comes and makes a request, when it is hard, you do. The other one that is not very... You try to be a bit... Let me give you an example. Those of you who have lived in big families before, if you notice... In a family at times, there may be, may be a favorite child. One child that the father and the mother really likes. What you discover is this. When the other children want something, they will go to that child and say, go and ask that your money. Because that child has favor before the parents. And the other one don't have. I'm talking about your relationship with Father God. If you want your prayers to be strong. If you want to be a strong person, if you want to work with God very closely, then your relationship with Father God must be wonderful and healthy. It is not just praying for praying's sake. There are protocols that govern prayer. Jesus said, my Father hear me always because I do those things that please him. Oh, <laughs> The way we relate to Father God is extremely important. The rules of engagement in prayer are vital. Our heavenly Father, let me give you an example. In Matthew chapter 12, there was a certain woman who came to Jesus, the Syrophoenician woman. Jesus was tired. He had gone for a holiday, relaxing with the disciples. And then a woman comes to him and says, Jesus, my child is demonized. Please can you heal her? Bible first time Jesus ignored her. Jesus did not, you know, ignore her. I'll tell you why. Then she went to the disciples. I think Jesus went to bed and just, look, I'm too tired. Leave me alone. Then the woman kept on, what? Bothering the disciples. Please go and talk to him. 
please, please. So the disciples say, Jesus, we are fed up. Please, can you do something about this woman? She's just tiring us out. Then Jesus comes out. You know what Jesus said? He said, my dear lady, I cannot take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. You know what we are saying? I cannot take that which belongs to the children because you are not a covenant child. You are not, I cannot give it to you. <laughs> if you understand relationship. That God answers those who are his children. Obedient, willing children. For if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Maybe you are not eating it because you are not willing and not obedient. What Jesus was saying, look, I have to you, you are not one of them. And then the woman said, I know I'm not a child. Yes, I'm even a dog. Even at a dog, you know, when you have a family, you have a dog. The dog stays under the table. Some crumbs fall from the children. Just give me the crumbs. Jesus said, woman, your faith is very big. So let it be unto you. But the point I want to make, Jesus was making a point that you are not covenant. You don't belong to the family. Christianity is a family business. The way you relate to Father God is extremely, extremely important. If you are so, even at your workplace, if you keep on always rebelling against your boss, when you go and make a request, when they are doing promotion, they don't remember you. Your name even doesn't appear for those words, true or not true. But if you are very vulnerable to your boss, very you've ingratiated yourself to them, you are the first person on the list. Make sure you are the first person on the list before Father God. Then your prayers will be quick. Your prayers will be answered speedily. Save the Lord. You don't have to pray too much. You know some people, if you want things are hard for you, find somebody whose prayers God answers fast. There are certain people when they pray, God answers because they are so close to God. So God will answer because of them, not because even of you. Because of their relationship, like Abraham, like the Moses. God, they can talk so far that let them go. They stand in the gap because God, they are so close. They honor God, so God hears their prayers. But you have to decide. I don't want to go through any secondary person. I want me myself. I want to have a strong, healthy relationship with Father God. Don't be like the children who go through another child. To go and make requests. At the time, if the parent is smart, he said he will ask them. Meanwhile, while the favorite child is asking, the rest of the rest they are behind the door, you know. Wait. They went. What did he say? <laughs> How many of you have explained that? Yes. It's the same thing with God. Look, it's not just praying for praying sake. Mm, I'm helping somebody here today. Hmm. Jesus said this in John 8, 29. And he that sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I do always the things that are pleasing to him. And in 1 John 3, 22. And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we keep his commandments and do what is pleasing in his sight. So you see that there are protocols. There are rules of engagement when we are praying. Hello. It's not just we have come to a prayer meeting. Let's pray. Because people come to prayer meeting and they hate the person next sitting to them next. God just told us something. They just ignored it. Those prayers are detestable to the Lord. I come to the second one. Your relationship with your spouse. Those who are married. That is another critical one. <laughs> are you here? Married people and those who intend to marry. <laughs> your prayers are predicated upon your relationship with your spouse. First Peter chapter 3. 
Whenever I have an issue with my wife, please, you know that my whole world is kind of crumbling. Because I know that my prayers are not going far. <laughs> are you here? I know it. Some of you don't know. You are wondering why you've been praying and fasting. Nothing is happening. He says this, ye husband dwell with them according to knowledge so that your prayers are not what? Hindered. Uh, have you checked out? Well, maybe your prayers are being hindered because of how you relate to your wife or your husband. And you say, God, I've been praying and praying and praying. God said, I can't hear that prayer. It's detestable to me. Look, we should not like, I didn't write the Bible. Me, I'm a child. I just take the Bible as it is. I don't argue with it. I, will, I am wrong. I don't argue with the scriptures. So I'll, you try and find ways and means in all your pride to make sure there's peace between you and your wife or your husband. Hello? You say, oh, me, I don't care. I'm going to Ashburnham for a retreat. And you just fought with your spouse. Or you are wasting your time and money. Please, just stop it. Just stop it. Because when two dwell together in harmony and they are in agreement, small little prayer, miracles happen. If a church can be as one, when we pray as one, miracles will happen here. When we walk in love with one another, our prayers carry a lot of power. Little prayers, the heavens are open. But if we hate one another, dislike one another, how can our prayers be answered? That is why a house divided against itself shall not stand. And Satan is a master of playing divide and rule tactics. That many couples even don't know, and people in church don't know. And it hinders our prayers. Because whilst I'm praying with him, this man is irritating. I don't like him. How can God, you see? I thank God in his mercy overlook all of that. But I'm talking about if you want to work consistently strong in the Lord, these are the rules of engagement. So the second thing, make sure you and your spouse, there's harm. How many of you are married here? Let me see. How many of you fought before you came to church today? <laughs> you had the then when you come in, I love you, Lord, and I my voice to worship because I play shut up, peace. make peace. I'm going to show something to surprise you. He said, When you come to communion, like we have communion, if you have anything against your brother, forgive before you will partake of the communion. Because of that, many are sick and have even died. Not because of demons, but because they did not work in love with their brothers and sisters. And we ignore this things and think it's nothing. It, it is very something I'm telling you. Please, don't lie to yourself. Turn to anybody and say, don't lie to yourself. Don't think you're excluded from God's word. Whatever God said applies to you and I. It doesn't matter whether I'm the preacher or not. That's why I want to make sure there's peace in my home. One time, I spoke to my wife in a way that I was very upset. Very upset. And I couldn't control it. Have mercy on me, God. <laughs> so I spoke to her, weaving with the children there, you know. And then, uh, so cut a long story short. Early the following morning, I called my children. I said, come here. <laughs> I said, you see the way daddy spoke to mommy? What do you think? And they say, oh, daddy, we understand. <laughs> 
because of what my wife did, what she did, yeah, she kind of, I even told you, you deserve it. If you haven't done that, I will not respond like this. So what is your problem? So anyway, I said, yeah, daddy did that. But daddy is wrong. No matter what your mother did, I have no right to respond like that. Can you please forgive daddy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, forgive me. They said, oh, daddy, no problem. We forgive you. Wonderful. <laughs> because I want peace. Even when I tell you, finally, how do I go to? I say, God, you know this. I don't have strength. Even to go and say, sorry, my pride is working somehow. So I need mercy. <laughs> I acknowledge it. I'm not joking. I don't want to be detestable to God. I say, God, please give me strength. This one, I need supernatural strength. I can't do it to myself. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> I go and pray. Then I get strength. Super. Because I want to do the will of God. I want to please God. Not because even of my wife. I want God to be happy with me. The third one. I've alluded to it. It's your relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a big one. The way we relate here has an impact on your prayers. The way we treat one another has an impact on your prayers and on my prayers. If the pastor hates the people, he's supposed to lead and he goes and prays. God will say, my friend, <laughs> I can't hear your prayers. The people you are supposed to shepherd, you hate them. You don't like them. No, some pastors don't like the people. <laughs> not all of them, some. Ask your neighbor, maybe not you, but uh, somebody else. <laughs> you cannot, you have to be like a Moses. Even when the people are doing wrong, you say, God, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. If you want to blot them out, God, me, blot me out. Not the, These are crazy people, you know. Mad people, fornicate and do all kinds of madness. Moses said, no, God, you have to. That should be the heart of a leader, a cell leader, a group leader, a departmental leader, the pastor. You must love the people God placed under your care. How do you relate to one? I don't have my time. is far gone. I've gone into scriptures to tell you. Bible says, when you stand praying, forgive. <laughs> when you stand praying, in fact, even when you are going to take offering, says when you are about to bring your offering and you remember that the brother has up against you, leave the offering. They didn't say take the offering home. Leave it there. Go and reconcile. Come and take the offering and give it. A lot of people are giving offering that are not acceptable to God. We should not lie to ourselves, please. We should not deceive ourselves. We should not permit Satan to lie to us. If you have ought with your brother or your sister or whoever, when you stand praying, the first thing is that what? Forgive. <laughs> then your prayers will be heard. If you don't forgive, God said you are making noise. Oh, I don't want to hear it. He said, block it, Michael, block it. <laughs> So you see, I'm telling you, there are rules of engagement, guidelines for the way our prayers become very effective. We should have free flow. And by the way, do you know that it's in relationship that you grow? Yes, sir. A brother or sister will step on your toe. Hello. Take your money and doesn't want to pay. <laughs> what will you do? Take your girlfriend from you. Mm, I'm, not, I'm not going... <laughs> You think it doesn't happen in church? Look at uh, all the holy ones looking at me like that. 
Hello? Even in church, people steal people's wives and husbands in church. Church. You don't know? Maybe. <laughs> the body of Christ is not just here, you know. <laughs> it's all over where? The world. You cannot do evil to your brother or your sister and your prayers be effective. Unless your conscience is what? Dead. Because when you do evil when you're going to pray, the first the Holy Ghost will tell you, please, before you sing any song, <laughs> forgive. Then we can carry on. Do you think God does those because he doesn't like us? God does it for our own good. Because he loves me. He doesn't want Satan to get the advantage over me. Over us. And look, Satan does not come with red horns. He is so skillful, he will get you to fight her. And will give you legitimate reason why not to like her. And then if you do not think according to the scriptures, you will swallow it. Do you know what they did against me? Who have said that before? I said, have you said that before? Pastor, you, you don't understand. Who have said that before? I don't care whether I understand or not. I understand what the Bible says. When you stand praying, forgive. Or else your prayers become detestable to God. Then the fourth kind of relationship. I'm talking, all this relationship governs our prayer life. You know what the fourth one is? How you treat the vulnerable people, the weak, the infirm, people who are not strong. God says this. He who, Proverbs, will not hear the cry of the poor when they cry out for help, their prayers also God will not hear when they also cry. Is that? Let me give you the reference properly before we say the pastor says something that is not in the Bible. It is there. Are you here? So let me quickly give that verse to you. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 13. You can go and read. It says, I read from the Amplified. Whoever shouts his ear at the cry of the poor will cry out themselves and not be answered. It means that you should help people who are needy. Hello? Do you know everybody here should help somebody who is needy? Because one of the things Jesus will say on the judgment day is this. When he separates the sheep from the goat, he will say this. I was in prison and you came to visit me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was hungry and you fed me. I did not have water and you gave me water. And then the people will ask, when did we see you, Jesus, that we gave you water, we clothed you, we helped you, we visited you in hospital, in prison, etc. Jesus said, will say this. As long as you did this, to the least of my brethren, you have done it to me. Your prayers will ascend very fast when you help the needy and the poor. People who cannot give back to you, you must give to them. The amen is not strong enough. <laughs> you must find. Because he who does that even lends to the Lord. You are loaning to the Lord. You in the day of your need, when you cry, God will remember you. Your prayers will become fast and quick. Hello? So my advice to you, the fourth kind of relationship. How do you relate to vulnerable people? How do you treat people who are weak? Are we here? And maybe somebody may be here. Maybe it may not be nobody here. Maybe they've uh, 
come here illegally. They don't have what? Papers. And then you treat them very bad. Go back home and get what's wrong with you. Eh? Because you are in a position that seems to be good to you. It's easier to talk down on somebody who is vulnerable in a certain position. Because the Bible even says, take care of the strangers and the aliens you must care for. Have you read that in God's word? I'm not hearing good amen. And praise the Lord. When you find somebody in church that is struggling, do you help them or you bypass them? All of those things make your prayers very sharp or God cannot hear you. But you, you saw somebody and you didn't care for them and you want me to help you. I'm preaching very, very well. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I'm liberating you. I told them when I'm preaching and you are hearing, if you receive it, it will set you free. You don't need any hands to be laid upon you. The word itself has got power to set you free. You say that you make your repentance, you move on. Sins are working for you. Hello? Some of you hands have been laid upon you since you got saved for the last 10 years and you are still the same. That should tell you something is wrong. I tell people to ask questions. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should not have hands laid upon you. But at times all you have to do is a small word, tweak of obedience and this will work for you. I remember one person, can I share with you a story? There's this preacher, he went, this was Kenneth Hagen, years ago. He was praying for people in the prayer line. And there's this gentleman, eh? I'm not sure whether it's a woman or man, I can't remember. And all the great evangelists, all the powerful men and women of God have prayed for him or her. I don't know whether it's true. And it's never been well. So when Kenneth Fagan was praying for him, you know what the woman was saying? You know what she was saying under her breath as he was being prayed for? God, you know, I'm the best Christian in this church. I'm only in church. I do this. I do this. I give my time. I do everything right. The man of God said, my friend. <laughs> God is not going to answer you because you are the best Christian in the church. <laughs> Hello? Can I tell you something that may even shock you? Do you want me to shock you? <laughs> Do you know that God answers your prayer based upon your faith? Oh, <laughs> not because you are holy. That's why you can find some of the unholy people, their prayers get asked. <laughs> <laughs> because when Peter healed people at the beautiful gate and the people were trying to make them gods, Peter and John looked at them and said, why are you looking upon us? I see by our own holiness and purity we've made this man whole. No, but faith in the name of Jesus is what has made this man whole. Your own holiness has got its place. It will take you to heaven. If you like be unholy, heaven will not open to you. Because God can answer all your prayers here on earth and you will, you will miss heaven. Because God is a faith answering God. If you have faith, he will answer it. But it does not mean God approves of you, by the way. How do you treat weak people that you see around you? How do you, do you put them down? Hello? Some people live in, eh? you know what they do? Can I say, when you want to marry, how many of you want to marry? And I say, oh, are you afraid? Lift their hands properly. You have to be aggressive. Then God will respond to you. When they say you should jump, I receive in Jesus' name. 
Look. <laughs> That's how God has it. Eh? And then you are there, some nice African basking like charcoal. Come to you with some strong accent. And say, sweetheart. Uh, God say, I love you. He said, eh, my friend. Shut up. You don't want any African man. Yes, you see. You are despising. Maybe that person is your miracle for life. You've missed it. And you are 45. You are so normal. 50 is so normal. And you are wondering why. Look. Because when God send a miracle, you despise the vulnerable. Not knowing that this is the vulnerability that God shows himself strong. Oh, I'm not getting a man from the singles. I'm helping somebody here today. Because maybe somebody is going to talk to you today. And when you, you, know, you know some of the women stand, uh, Frankie. When you say you like, they'll look at you. <laughs> Thank you. You see? You've missed your miracle. Because you are leaning onto your own understanding. For beauty is vain and charm is deceitful. But the person that fear of the Lord, they shall be chosen. So you have to look at somebody who fears God and honors God and loves God. That is why you have to choose. Uh, my time is up, but let me just say it's not part of my preaching, just to have some singles. You know, people have married what? Madonnas. Mm? Tell me some of the nice people you know. Or they have married some of the strong men with six pack. What do you call them? <laughs> Give me some of their names, whatever. You know them. People have married people who are extremely pretty or extremely handsome. And the marriage did not work. That should tell you marriage is not predicated on how a person looks like. Oh, I'm not getting good men from the single ones. Common sense should tell you that marriage is not dependent upon looks. Because the same person who said, Oh, sweetheart, you make my bones shake when I see your face. After three weeks of marriage, they don't want to see that face anymore. That should tell you that that is not, you shouldn't marry on that basis. You make, you give yourself a lot of trouble. I'm closing now. I'm closing now. How many? Five minutes or my time is up? Okay, then you, you can't get the last one. You have to ask pastor to invite me to come. My time, I have to be under, under law obedience. So my time is up. So shall we stand? <laughs> hey, my time is up. You want me to disobey the, the laws of the house? I can't. <laughs> I want you to pray. At least you heard something important. Whatever, in whichever way it affects you, please, I want you to talk to God simply and say, Father, you know, Yes, I've, uh, the way I've been relating to this, even you, God, number one, first, I have not honored you, you know. Two, the way I've treated my brother, my sister in church is not good. Three, the way I've treated the needy and the poor, you understand? So whichever way, doesn't, everything does not apply to all of us. Talk to God briefly. God will hear you. God is a merciful God, I'm telling you. Just simple God, I'm sorry, forgive me, case closed. It should not even take more than one minute. And God will turn the tables into your favor. Talk to him. Talk to him so that your prayers can be strong. So that you can be strong in the Lord. Thank you, Father. Talk to him. Talk to him. 
Don't, you don't have to scream or shout, but let it come from your heart. God wants to make somebody strong. God wants somebody's prayers to be very powerful. God wants somebody's prayers to cause changes, miracles, wonders to happen in your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Help us to follow the rules of engagement in prayer. Help us, especially in the area of relationships. Father, to work right with you, work right with our family members, work right with our brothers and sisters in Christ, work right with the vulnerable people. Lord, we ask for grace grace to work in love, to work in Lord obedience to you, to submit and to live the way to please you so that Lord God you will hear our prayers. In Jesus name, Amen. God bless you. Amen. Take your seats. Amen. Should we give the Lord a round of applause for that word? So for those of us that want to have powerful prayers, prayers that are answered, we have our tools, don't we? I told you God had something for us today. So God has spoken to us. Within all the humor, take the meat of what God is trying to tell us and apply it to your life. Remember, we have online prayer at 5 a.m., 12.30, and 9 p.m. If you want to have power with God, then you need to be on those prayer lines as well. Amen? Amen. Could I please have the ushers come up it's time for our offering and the worship team as well please if you have your offering please take in your hand and I'm just going to pray over the offering Bible says but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ if you need a job or you're looking for promotion or you have a business that you want to succeed or you've just started, please stand and we'll pray over you as well as we're praying over the offering. Father, we just want to thank you for today. We thank you for all those that are here, those that are able to give, those that are not able to give. Lord, we pray. As your word says, you are able to supply all our needs. And so we pray for our brothers and sisters even now, those that 